Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Honey German. My parents are Dominican. I was born and raised in New York City. I love sneakers and I'm a body positive advocate. I'm Carolina Bermudez. Soy Nicaragüense, but I was born and raised in Ohio. I'm a wife, a mama, and a worker bee. This This is is Life in Spanglish. Spanglish. You know, we are always combing the news, social media. This is something that's a part of our job that we just can't avoid. And I came across an article, this is now a couple of weeks ago, that I really wanted to bring up because I feel like, is it a sensitive subject? This is my question to you, uh, honey, and I want to bring this question to our podcast because I feel like it's something that isn't being discussed at length because I feel like people are too afraid to touch it. We're so PC now. We are so worried about offending people that we are not speaking our truth. So let me just give you the background. You know Richie Torres, right? Yeah. Love him. If you're not from New York, um, Richie Torres, he represents the South Bronx and uh, he was recently quoted as saying that he never heard anyone locally using the term Latinx. Do the majority of Hispanics actually use the term Latinx? So this tweet stood out to me because I'm going to be fully transparent and forthright and let you all know, I never understood Latinx. I know it's been in use for the past, what, five, six years, but, but more so in recent years. And I've always been confused by it, but I never wanted to not look woke, per se, you know? I know. It's crazy, right? You know, I was recording something earlier this week, and somebody was there, and they were, like, born, raised in New York, Dominican, and they were interviewing me. And they asked, how do you feel being Latinx? Latinx. Latinx. Like, they just couldn't even say the word. Latinx. Like, it was like a Hispanic person, and that goes to show you how highly unpopular the word is among Hispanics and Latinos. Oh, like, you know, there's tons of studies on this word. It's just not popular. It's And they actually view it as exclusionary to everyday people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, I, I always felt like it was a great idea to make it gender neutral so that 
the LGBTQ community didn't feel like they had to identify with being a Latina, feminina, mm -hmm. or a Latino, masculino. But I felt like that's where it should have ended. Me, myself, I don't use the term. I still refer to myself as a Latina. And nobody in my life uses the term. And I have like 45 cousins. I've never heard anyone say I'm a Latinx. Never. Yeah, it's trendy. Yeah, it's something that, you know, companies love to use. But it's it's weird because I feel like media companies and even advocacy groups, they've started to shy away from it and are no longer even using it. It's fading away. It was a great idea, but Latinos didn't embrace it the way, I guess, people thought they would. You took the words out of my mouth. I think that when a community embraces something and they really start to adopt it and they start to use it, and I don't believe that we as a community have agreed with that label per se. You know, So, so for example, something that you just said um, really hit me. We have always been taught to either add the masculine or the feminine, Latino, Latina, Latinos in general, okay? I would never, ever want to make somebody else feel badly. So I can understand the intentions of Latinx, but I think that it's been highlighted more by companies, by organizations, by people who are not Latinos, honest, because I am not, not one of my family members, not my mother, my father, my cousins, my brothers, sisters, none of us have ever used that. And not even the next generation, which are my nieces, my nephews, you know, my kids. It's not something that is in practice with us. But then again, there's that other side of me that feels like, well, wait a minute, if there is a small population of our people or our community that feels comfortable with that, who are we to say that it's not, I don't know, I feel like it's just so hard to change something that big. And something that is our language, how are we going to change being a Latina to a, an English word? I'm a Latinx. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, you're taking, you're giving us something, but then taking something away in the same breath. You're taking away our language, if you if you see it that way. I feel like this is a personal choice. I feel like if, if you want to use it in a way that's non-gendered, non-binary, and very inclusive, mm -hmm. go for it. But if I know what my gender is, and, I and I've identified as a Latina since the moment I was born, I don't have to change my label just because a media company says, this is the new term that we're going to use. I saw an ad the other day, and I'm not going to name the company because obviously I don't think that there was any malintent with it. And that's the reason why I won't name the company. I think that they thought that they were being very forward thinking by using Latin X in this certain promotion. And it was actually on Telemundo, which is uh, obviously a Spanish language station. And I was very surprised by it because I thought, OK, here's this big company trying to get in. And I feel like that's what it is. They're trying to get in on on something where I feel like their message could have resonated a whole lot more if they were just authentic with it. I think that they were trying to be trendy, you know, by using Latin X and trying to trying to showcase like a certain demographic. And I'm not sure that everybody has really adopted it or everybody feels comfortable using it. Like much like you said, I feel more comfortable calling myself a Latina because that's who I am. But who am I to take that away from somebody else? NBC did a study and the word is preferred by like only 2% of the Latino community. It's not something that people love and use all the time. But media companies are using it to appear progressive. Mm -hmm. I guess to appear woke and very in tune with what's happening right now. They also cater a lot to Gen Z 
millennials and you know that younger generation that's coming up that they probably equate with one day just using that term altogether. So I guess they're trying to be progressive and they're trying to think ahead. Meanwhile, forgetting everybody who's used Latino and Latina their entire life. Well, now, honey, I have a question for you because you are more in tune with a lot of the Latin artists. Like, I know you listen to Bad Bunny, which, by the way, I listen to the album. It's fantastic. Um, But Bad Bunny does use the term a lot. So do you think that that really might be it because he is uh, somebody who speaks to Gen Z and millennials and things like that? I would love to hear your perspective on that. Well, Bad Bunny, he's very um, LGBTQ friendly. Mm -hmm. He has spoken out about, you know, crimes against the trans community. He's also a gender bender himself. You know, Bad Bunny has no problem with portraying himself as a woman in his videos. Mm -hmm. He's super dope, you know. So I can see why he would use the term because he's trying to push, you know, progressiveness into maybe, let's say, people in Puerto Rico maybe people in the Dominican Republic who are not as, I guess, woke and accepting of different lifestyles. Yeah. So I think he's just like, I'm going to take the label off of myself. I'm not a Latino. I'm a Latin X. Mm-hmm. And then you know what? Maybe things will start to change in countries where people are still being killed because of how they choose to identify. Yeah. What he's doing is amazing. I love him. He's spearheading the movement and he's just putting it out there. You know what? It's not about your gender. It's not about male or female. It's about how you identify. And I can definitely see him being one of those artists that would prefer to use that term. Yeah. Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails, all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian Cocktail Maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get Mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds make mom's mother's day and all the 364 days that aren't mother's day with a bartesian cocktail maker at 50 dollars off visit b-a-r-t-e-s-i-a-n.com backslash mother now to get 50 dollars off the bartesian premium cocktail maker bartesian premium cocktails on demand i'm elia connie and this is family therapy my best hopes I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh, Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I do applaud Bad Bunny for the things that he's doing to bring the awareness for, you know, the LGBTQIA community. But also, I just think as a whole, the black and brown communities have a lot of work to do when it comes to understanding and accepting what this means to their families and their communities. For example, the other day, and just to um, kind of segue into this whole conversation, my sons were listening to a song. We were driving in the car and there's a song called Boyfriend. I don't know if you've ever heard it by Dove Cameron. And she says that she can do better than her boyfriend. And my kids were very confused by that. They said, well, wait a minute. How can she be a better boyfriend than him if she's a girl? And I said, well, honey, I said, you know, there are different types of relationships. And so I was explaining to them how women can love women and men can love men and how this young woman who's singing in the song, because this was brought up in the car, is maybe explaining to this girl that she has different feelings for her and maybe that she could take the place of what her boyfriend isn't doing. So I'm explaining this to my kids. And so my little guy, Asher, looks at me and he says, Mommy, do you think it was hard for little Nas X? And I said, what do you mean, honey? And he goes, well, because little Nas X is gay. And I said, he is gay. And I said, and you know what, Asher? I said, that is a very good question because Lil Nas X has actually spoken out about how difficult it has been for him to be a gay man in the music industry. This is my six and my eight-year-old, honey. And the realization came to me, my parents never had conversations like this with me about homosexuality, heterosexuality. I mean, anything. That was not a thing. There there was zero conversation. Yeah. And so for me, I looked at it as an educational moment. It was challenging. I'll be honest, because I feel like you have to put it through a filter of what can a six and an eight year old really understand? And so I said to him, I said, well, where did you hear about little Nas X? And he said, oh, I remember at the awards, we were watching the iHeartRadio Music Awards together when he was accepting his award. He had mentioned that it was difficult for him. And so I explained to him about how tough it's been for little Nas X in the industry. Now, That being said, he said to me, he goes, mommy, is it weird for a boy to like another boy? And I said, oh, my gosh, Asher, no. I said what I said, what he feels for another boy feels natural to him. I said, just like when you get older, you're going to feel something that's natural to you, whether it is liking a boy or liking a girl that is going to feel right for you. I said, so. If there was anybody in our family who was gay, would you still love them? 
And he said, yes. And I said, absolutely. I said, and that's the reason why. It's not weird. I said, it's just something that may not feel natural to you. But when I got out of that car, I was like, oh my gosh, I hope I did the right. I don't know what I said. You know, you're just going through all of these things in your head and you're trying to do the right thing because this isn't the same world that we grew up in. And you know what, Carolina? I thank you so much for not passing along, you know, these toxic traits that some of our parents had and which some of our parents still have to this day. And, you know, being open enough with your kids and and being so forward thinking and opening up their mind at such a young age as to the differences between love and different people. And it, it may not it may not be for you, but it's for some for other people. Because, you know, my family, we have instances of, you know, people come out as gay and some people are not accepting mm-hmm. older people, especially. It's just like to them, it's just like, well, what happened? Well, what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. Sit your ass down. This is not for you. You already lived your life. Don't worry about this kid. You know what I'm saying? So you, the fact that your mind is here, it gives me so much hope that the next few generation of parents will no longer be the generation of parents that I had that are hateful over someone's sexual preference or who they love. Because that, Carolina, breaks my heart. I find it absolutely disgusting. And it's it's just a sensitive topic for me. You know, someone I love very, very dearly decided to come out and it just wasn't met the best way by my family, especially my mom. And I'm like, First of all, this is not even your child. I need you to take multiple seats, lady. Mm-hmm. You already raised all your kids. You already had all your marriages. This is not for you to give your opinion. She would kill me if she would heard me speaking like this right now. But it is a fact. And I thank you, man. You are that new mom that this world needs. I'm trying. You know, the thing that I always think of is that one day my child is going to be in middle school and there's going to be a child who might be questioning themselves, whether they want to come out as gay or queer or if they're trans. These are realities of life. This is happening, whether people like it or not. And I would never want my child to be the person to shun them or ridicule them or make them feel terrible about being who they are. I can't control my children's actions, but what I can do is try to educate them now, now at six and eight. And that's why I said, it's like, I looked, I I sat there in the car and I'm thinking to myself, my kid is six. He heard one thing on an award show and that stuck with him. So that when Lil Nas X came on, he asked me, mommy, was it hard for... That means that they are comprehending and understanding so much more than we give them credit for. And that's where I think that we need to step up as parents to make that change. You know, at the end of the day, you know, circling back to the Latin X term, I feel like it's a personal choice. If you feel like that's what you identify as, by all means, go for it. You know, I don't see it as a negative Mm -hmm. thing. I don't see it as something that should be adopted by everyone. I just think it's just like whatever label you choose to select for yourself, let that be it, you know? I don't think it's a negative thing. I think it is that we have not practiced using it enough. I think that it's a foreign thing for us because we've been conditioned to say Latino, Latina for basically our whole lives, you know? And don't get me started on this because we were doing a evaluation for my son the other day. And they pulled up um, his paperwork. And on the paperwork, they had him listed as non-Latino. And so 
I called the school. <laughs> and this is interesting. So I called the school and I said, you know, hi, I'd like to speak to, you know, the supervisor who was running the meeting and everything. And they said, oh, we can uh, take a note for her because she isn't here. And I said, I just need to adjust something on my child's paperwork. And they said, oh, what is the problem? Is his name misspelled? Is it this? And I said, no, I noticed that he's listed as non-Latino and that is not true. And the woman kind of giggled and she was like, oh, uh, and I said, I go, that's very important to me. I said, and I need somebody to change that because I am 100% Latina. My child is 50% Latino, period. End of story. It needs to be documented. So I think that it's very interesting that we're having this conversation right now because in the future, will my child say I'm Latinx? Will he say, you know what I mean? So that's where I feel like we are really opening this conversation for people to maybe examine how are they going to use it moving forward or how are we going to identify moving forward? And there are plenty of people who will tell me that my kids are white passing. Yes, they are. They are white boys with blue eyes and blonde hair. Pero la cultura y lo que tienen es la raza y la sangre. And they are Latinos through and through. You can't take that away from them. Like, I have tons of cousins that are white passing. These girls open their mouth, girl, and it's the most Dominican shit you'll ever hear in your life. You can't take I love you it. Cannot <laughs> take that away. And, you know, with the Latin X term, one last thing I'll say is... I'm all for, you know, moving away from the masculine term Latino to generalize us all because obviously we're not all men. We're not all masculine. Well, yeah. So it's just like use whatever term is good for you. But if, if it was, I guess, to end the term being a masculine term, I guess I can see me being all for it. I can see that. Yeah. Mother's Day is coming and mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get Mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get Mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. So, instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails, and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day, because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Well, let's move it to the salon because we got a submission and I want to bring this up to you because I would love... See, the thing is, Honey and I are so different. And that's what I love about this podcast because Honey is raw. She is unedited. I always have to take the space of like, well, I'm a mom and I would do the nice thing. And that's really genuinely who I am, though. You know what I mean? So we we both kind we of go back to our yet. roots when it comes to things like this. This is great. So our listener, Teresa, I'm going to paraphrase this. Basically, she wrote us uh, an email saying that she listens and loves the podcast. Teresa, thank you so, so much. I love that you're listening. And she said, I am not even a Latina, but I love listening to you guys. You remind me a lot of me and my cousins. We are Italian and we totally identify identify with the topics that you guys talk about. Now, I want to ask you guys a question. I hate my friend's new friend. I don't want her hanging out with us. Uh, How do I tell her? It's definitely caused a space in our relationship. I don't want to lose my friend, but I really don't want to hang out with this new chick. Okay. Teresa, here we go. I'm going to unleash honey on you right now because I know that honey's got a lot to say. So go ahead. How do you deal with it when your friend has a new person in their life that you don't really approve of. First of all, you don't have the right to bring new people into my life. Oh, oh! I'm going to go straight off the rip with it. Yeah, you met your homegirl at work. You love her. You love all her weird shit. I don't got to accept that. I didn't choose this friend. I chose you, bitch. That's like when you invite somebody somewhere and they bring somebody. Who the hell said you could bring a plus one? Stop. Oh Keep my that God. shit over there. If that's your homegirl and y'all vibe and y'all are gelling, that's cool, but... You know what, Teresa, if you don't like this new person, it's not mandatory that this be your friend. Your homegirl got a new friend. Y'all do your thing over there. But let it be one on one. Me and you and our other mutual friends that I'm obviously accepting of and I have a good time with. You shouldn't be subjected to hang out with nobody that you're not feeling. That's like you going on a date with a man you never even met. Talk about, I met this guy and I'm dating him. Girl, let's date him together. Bitch, absolutely not. That's not my type. (laughs) I don't like him. You the one that picked him off a bumble. Why I got to date him too now? Oh my gosh. No. Immediately no. Immediately no. Especially if you don't like her. If you hate her. But how do you say it, honey? But like, how do you say it to her? That's my issue. It's like, how do you even approach the conversation? Okay, Carolina. Okay. Okay. Hi, Carolina. Yeah, hi. Can I talk to you? It's something that, you know, it's been on the back of my mind. Like, I know you got your new homegirl. Let's, let's say Daisy. I see you and Daisy. Y'all have a good time. But, you know, it's weird because, like, I don't know her. I, 
I don't feel like me and her have anything in common. Okay, Mariah. Actually, I just feel weird. I don't know her. And I feel, <laughs> and I feel weird when we're hanging out. I, I feel like I, I cannot trust her. And this is a major thing for me, Carolina. I need to feel comfortable speaking to you and telling you what, what I feel and what I think without feeling like my conversation with you is going to go elsewhere. Mm. Talk about, oh, I was hanging out with Honey and Carolina. Guess what Honey said or guess who Honey doesn't like or guess what's happening in Honey's relationship. I need to feel, Carolina, like our time together is a safe space. Mm-hmm. I cannot be worried about somebody that I don't vibe with being there, consuming our conversations and taking them elsewhere. So if this is your new friend, I really would rather if you guys just, you know, till you see where this goes, maybe in two years when you're like, wow, this is my ride or die. This bitch been through the trenches with me. I love her. I trust her. Then bring her to me, but not a new homegirl that you met off a of Bumble BFF. You know, that's the thing, right, Carolina? No. Women meet each other online. Girl, yes, Bumble BFF. Women that don't have a lot of friends go on Bumble BFF and meet homegirls. Is this a real thing, though? This is on Bumble, the app? Yes, girl. The girl that invented Bumble decided that women need to be meet homegirls, and they have a thing called Bumble BFF. Imagine you meeting a random person off of Bumble BFF and then bringing her to my house. I'd be like, who's this? <laughs> girl, did you met this woman? How we know this woman not going to wait for me to turn around and bend over in front of my husband? Oh, Bitch, don't be bringing strangers to my crib. Honey, my goodness. Wait, first of all, you are speaking so much truth of your own truth, which I absolutely love about you. Because I think that there are so many people who feel this way. But Teresa, now it's me. And you are speaking to... Carolina. <laughs> yes. Okay, Teresa. So now it's me. It's Carolina. And I'm just going to keep it all the way real with you and let you know that I am the wrong person to ask for advice on this thing because I'm the unifier. I am the friend that wants all of my friends to be friends. I am the connector. And this is the problem. You know, I have a friend who has a bunch of different groups of friends and she keeps them separate. She doesn't want anybody commingling and she likes to keep them separate for some reason. And I'm always the more the merrier. Oh, come on in. As long as it doesn't make anybody uncomfortable. But Teresa, you're not looking for somebody to unify you guys. You really feel strongly that this friend, this new friend is not your style. It's not the type of person that you want to hang out with. So going back to what Honey said, I would tell your friend Daisy, like, hey, can we can we just like talk for a second? Because I really want to let you know what's been on my mind. I love you as a friend. I'm glad you found a new friend, but she is completely not my vibe. I just feel a certain type of way whenever she's around. I feel like we are not ourselves or our friendship is not the same when she's around. So maybe just for the time being, would it be cool if, you know, either give me a heads up so I can make that decision if I want to hang out with you guys and you're together, or maybe we just kind of continue to do things on our own. I think that honesty is the best policy. And if you're going to talk to your friend, you got to really talk to your friend because you don't want to be going behind her back and having her hear that you hate her new friend, that's just going to bring them closer together. But I think if you are just honest and upfront about it and just say, look, I need a little bit of space. I know you really are enthusiastic about us trying to all hang together, but I'm just not feeling it. And hopefully she'll be respectful of your decision. I'm sure she will be. Honesty is always the best policy. Just don't be aggressive about it, Teresa. I know how us New York girls are. I know how spicy our Italian sisters are too. So just, you know, take 
Take it easy. Take it easy. Just be like, can I talk to you about something? Have a glass of wine or something? Just keep it cool and it'll all work out. I think that it's also hard. You brought up something that is interesting to me on Bumble. There have been studies out that have said that Americans are the loneliest that they've been in decades. And again, I'm going to throw it back to the pandemic. I think that it definitely separated a lot of people. I've mentioned my single friends before who really, really felt it during the pandemic. I saw one of my friends from LA for the first time in almost two years. And when I tell you that hug was so real, because she has not been around that many people. And she just said, you have no idea what that hug meant to me. And it broke my heart because here I am daily getting hugs from my children and my husband. And, and I, I never put it through that filter. So I don't want to come down on something like Bumble BFF, because I think that that's a really positive and wonderful thing. I wasn't even aware of it, but I have been reading about how lonely people are and how afraid people are to step out of their comfort zones or how challenging it is for women to make friends. It it really is. And that brings me to this. You know, the only reason I know about Bumble BFF is because one of my friends made a friend on Bumble BFF. And you know what, Carolina? She brought her around me and I've hung out with her maybe five or six times. And she is a great person. She was just new to the city and didn't know anybody. And she used the app and she is a beautiful person. She is so cute. And she's like, you guys are my extended family in the city. I didn't know anybody. I just, I just picked up and moved. So I'm not coming down on Bumble BFF. I just use it as an example, but it is a great way for you girls to meet. And it's hard to make friends as adult women. If you can use the app, and it's successful for you, by all means, go for it. Just give me a heads up before you bring a stranger into my space. Because, you know, I'm a born and raised New Yorker. And I'm always with my side eye. What this bitch here for? Oh, my gosh. No. And then there's me from the Midwest. Come on in. I'm going to open the door for you. Oh, let me get, let me grab you something. You know, I got my air mattress. Don't worry about it. You can stay here for two weeks. Don't worry. Uh, no, actually, that goes back on what we were talking about, letting the primo stay in the past couple of episodes. Um, but I will say when I moved to New York and this is something that was super challenging for me, I moved to New York in 2005 and I knew zero people, no people. And I remember I joined a gym because I've always liked to exercise. I've always, you know, taking care of myself. And I specifically remember being in the uh, changing room, in the locker room. And there was a girl, by the way, we were both fully dressed. So it wasn't like an awkward situation. And I tried to like say to her, oh, I love your, I love your boots. And I remember they were Ugg boots and they were so cute. They had like little sparkles or whatever on them. And I was like, oh, trying to make conversation. And this girl was the biggest bitch to me. You would have thought that I had Shrek ears and that I looked like I had donkey's face or something. She looked at me Like I was crazy for even approaching her to talk. And here I am just trying to be friendly, maybe strike up a conversation. Being all nice. Yeah. And making a friend. You're over here complimenting her boots that belong to a four-year-old. Because what grown woman wears Uggs with sparkles on them It was 2005. It was 2005. It was back in the day. I I give her a pass. I give her a pass. But, But still, it was just, that was me making an attempt to strike up a conversation with somebody. And when it's really challenging, and I was 26 years old at the time, normally people form their friendships either in high school, college, that that first job out of out of school or that first job that they get when they're entry level and they really come up with a 
group of people. And I think that that's really challenging. And I, here I am in New York trying to make my way in this industry that is super competitive and tough. And I just needed a friend. And I can see, Teresa, why your friend might be branching out to make other friends. And I don't know what her status is. I don't know if she's married or not or whatever. But I just think that maybe be honest, be upfront. Don't let it affect your friendship. Because I think that's the fear that I have for you. It's like, don't come off so strong that you turn your friend off completely where she's like, wow, what a bitch, you know, but definitely let her know that it might take you some time to warm up. And I hope that we helped you. I don't know. I always feel like we leave people more confused after we talk about it. No, we definitely helped her. Don't worry about it. We told her, be honest, say how you feel and don't tell them the friendship has to end. Whatever you do, just don't be like, you got to end the friendship because it's like cuando te dicen... Yo no quiero que tú salgas con ese hombre y después tú te enamoras, 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 enamoras. That might happen with the friends. Totally. They might fall in love if you, told, if you tell them they can't be together. And then you'll be the one that's out. You will be the one that is the third person out. So thank you, Teresa, for writing to us. You know, you guys can always submit your questions at L.I. Spanglish is uh, where we are on Instagram. You can DM us. You can also DM me on my personal account. I'm at The Real Carolina. If you're looking for that raw and unfiltered advice, hit me up on a gram. I am honey german <laughs> wait a minute i give raw and unfiltered advice it's just different from yours but you but you put you put frosting on your advice and sprinkles and you make it pretty i'd be like here's a raw pound cake this all i got for you that's it that's it so guys thank you so much for joining us for another episode of life in spanglish we want you to rate and subscribe please so you never miss an episode we just love doing this with y'all every single week so thank you thank you for listening Life in Spanglish is a production of Life in Spanglish Productions in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 en español.com. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks. scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes. Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? 
I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.